What's up and welcome to the Anti-Hustle Social Selling Podcast. I'm Andrea Clark, former family therapist turned network marketing leader and coach. I'm an attraction marketing expert, a top earner, and a mindset queen. I built my influence and business to the top using proven social media strategies and modern duplicatable systems, and I'm obsessed with helping you do the same. If you want to have true time leverage, boundaries, and fun in your business while rocking an abundance mindset, tune in each week for interviews, tips, and strategies that will help you trade hustling your face off for duplication, ease, and flow while still crushing every single one of your goals. So let's dive right in. What is up, anti-hustlers? Oh my gosh, I am so pumped for this episode today. I have to tell you that I am still on a crazy high from the retreat that I just recently did with my team about a week and a half ago. And I'm coming to spill the tea about the power of team retreats, and I'm going to share all the things that I did that made it really powerful, right? So I'm going to give you all the tips. So if you're listening in today and you have planned a team retreat and maybe it didn't turn out as well as you wanted it to, or you aspire to plan retreats and you're not quite there with knowing how to do it or having your team be as cohesive as you want it to be. And so you feel like, oh, I just don't know if a retreat would be effective. Um, I've been there. Um, Or maybe you're not at a spot where you feel equipped to plan and execute a retreat. Or maybe even it's like finances, right? You don't feel like, oh, I don't make enough income yet to like justify spending the money on a retreat, things like that. So I'm going to really talk about all these different things, okay? So I want to first talk about the power of retreats. And there's lots of different types of retreats that you can do. You can make it affordable. um, You can charge people. You can also have it be something that they earn. So then there's growth attached to it, which then, you know, because there's team growth, then everybody ranks up, right? Everybody ranks up or there's some sort of enrollment increase or whatever it is, volume increase. So that leads to the affordability factor, right? So there's all these things to consider, okay? Um, But let's talk about the power of it. So whether it's three people, five people, 10 people, 20 people, 40 people, okay? It creates so much unity on your team. It is incredibly transformative for the individual attending, but also for the collective group. And it creates a sticky culture, right? Because when people attend a retreat together, really any event together, but specifically a team retreat, they bond together in a way that's really unique and special that you can't get on Zoom You can't get in a regular event. You can't get just having lunch together. Like retreats create so much bonding. Okay. 
um, it creates so much added value, right? Because it really takes a break from the day-to-day stuff that you offer to your team and it increases the value they see that they receive from you, from leadership, from being a part of your team, all of that, right? So again, that helps with creating the sticky culture. Um, I want you to think about how it makes people feel, right? So if they attend a retreat with you, how is it going to make them feel? They're going to attach that feeling to you, right? So not only are you empowering them to have a transformation and you're empowering them to make change in their personal life, in their internal world, in their business, for their finances, for their whatever, their legacy. But now because you've helped facilitate that, you've been a part of that, they're attaching all of those positive transformative emotions to you. That builds loyalty, okay? That builds, again, a sticky culture, but that builds loyalty to you, right? That builds loyalty to their business. That builds loyalty to this mission. And that leads me to having a shared united vision, all right? So even if your vision is a little bit different than each individual's vision in the room of that retreat, you are helping bring them in closer to your vision and you're creating a united vision, larger united vision. This is very powerful. That all leads to momentum, okay? So retreats can be such a huge um, factor in all of these things that I just mentioned. So don't um, don't forget about them. Like don't don't wait too long to do one. Um, and I would just say do it imperfectly. So I did my first team retreat. Well, I'm going to tell you one thing. Actually, I'm going to tell you a story. So I've been in this industry for ten years, and in my first company, I really wanted to do like a little team retreat. Okay. Like nothing big, just, you know, most of our team at the time with my leader, my direct sponsor and leader, um, they were mostly local or within driving distance. Okay. And I just, I said to my leader, I'm like, Oh, we should plan like a retreat, like a day retreat or something for our team. And she essentially told me, no, like, let's not do that. Let's not reinvent the wheel. Our upline already, you know, does one or two of those a year. So why would we put in the extra work? Why would we reinvent the wheel? And at the time, I would say that I was obviously much less experienced, had less self-confidence and, you know, I thought being coachable meant you always listen to your leaders. (laughs) So I was just like, okay. Uh, I mean, I felt bummed out, right? But I just listened. And what I know now, right, looking back all those years ago, is that my intuition told me that we needed to really reach down and pull people up, right? And the retreats that were being planned at the time in back then were for leadership ranks, like high leadership ranks. 
And um, I really saw the need to plan some things for like people who were starting to hit earlier ranks and really start to build those people up. So uh, because that didn't exist and because I just didn't have the self-confidence at that time, I just like let it go. Okay. Great learning lesson for me though. So then I pivoted to my new company um, three years ago. And, you know, I'm so blessed to have a mentor who really encourages me to trust myself, trust my intuition, trust my gut. Um, And so this last year, um, I planned my first retreat. And my first retreat was a paid retreat, meaning nobody had to earn it. Okay. It was anybody could come. Um, they just needed to pay for it. Right. Um, and so it was people of all different ranks, all different accomplishments, all different, whatever. Okay. It didn't matter. And I just planned a, a full, um, like day and a half of training. And then there was a small portion of something special that people had to earn. It was like an exclusive VIP dinner with me and um, my upline, who's like, you know, a hot commodity, obviously. She's a top leader in the company, blah, 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 whatever. And um, and they had to hit some milestones to earn this dinner. It was like all out. I had it catered, all this stuff, right? Which this is the cool thing about stuff like that is when you create an atmosphere where everybody's included, um, that's really special because it gives different types of people um, who are at different points in their journey the opportunity to grow. If you only make things accessible to like top ranks or mid to top ranks, you're like suffocating out the people who are just getting started or maybe who need to grow their skill set, you're suffocating those people out. You're not giving them the opportunity to grow. Okay. And so I, I firmly believe that there needs to be different types of retreats created for all different types of people. Okay. So that was my first retreat and it was very powerful and it unified a lot of people. A lot of people grew from that. Um, I learned a lot from that. Um, we primarily did a lot of social media marketing focus. We did some, per- we definitely did some leadership and personal growth and development, but because there was a wide range of skill set there, um, you know, it was a little bit less like inner child healing intensive, which is something I specialize in and kept it a little bit lighter, but still very transformative for people. And the bonding was insane and it was amazing. Okay. So then I got a taste and I'm like, oh, this is so awesome. Like people are transforming, like people are bonding. This is crazy. This is amazing. And I saw the power of it. I saw the momentum. It was incredible. Okay. So my second retreat that I just had 
was attached to our annual convention. And here's the really cool thing about that. So yes, that can be inconvenient for people because they're already taking time off or already making arrangements and they're already committing to however many days. But the other piece is that's actually very convenient because they're already making arrangements. They're already making, you know, taking time off all that. Right. So it's a, you know, it's a catch 22. It's like kind of however you perceive that. Right. So I planned this one had to be earned. I paid for the whole thing. And I could justify that because growth was attached to this. And if people are growing, that means more volume, more enrollments, more income all around, right? And so it was an all expense paid day and it was epic. So essentially they had to hit a new rank and they had to maintain it. Um, a certain amount of months leading up to the retreat to be able to attend. And I pulled out all the stops and um, we did inner child healing. Epic. We did cord cutting. If you don't know what that is, I will do a podcast on cord cutting. Send me a DM and let me know if you want a podcast on cord cutting and inner child healing. And I will do a podcast on these. And Then we had the CEO of our company come and teach on how to become a visionary and how to enroll your team into your vision and lead a successful team. And the VP of marketing came. And then we did, I did some leadership training and we got really real around that and limiting beliefs and how to break up with those limiting beliefs And then we had two of our founding leaders come and share their stories, but not just like the rah-rah stories, like the real stories, right? And things to consider and, and all of that. And then at the end of the day, and I served them a three-course lunch, catered three-course lunch. It was amazing. Um, And something I want to note here is that financially, what I focused my funding on was the experience. So you, when you walked into the room, right, I, we had it at the Hilton in a room and then we did do an outing. You, there were no decorations. Okay. And for some people like that's, you know, when you have a retreat, people expect like pretty decorations and lots of gifts and all this stuff. For me, Um, I'd rather put the money towards the actual transformative experience to me, decoration, not that decorations don't have their time and place, but that would have taken money away from the other things that I was providing for them. So, um, I doted on, I, I wrote each of them a really beautiful handwritten note. 17 people earned this retreat. I wrote each of them a beautiful written, um, handwritten note I was very heartfelt and meaningful and um, personal to each of them. And then um, they got a beautiful three-course lunch um, during the training day. And at the end, we, we did an outing to a rage room where we smashed up and let go of all of the stuff that we had just done throughout the day. So the limiting beliefs, the feelings, the inner child stuff, the people, places, events that have, 
you know, caused a lot of these thoughts and feelings that we've been carrying around in our lives, we broke up with all of it. And it was an incredibly powerful experience. It was also so freaking fun. Okay. So that's another piece to all of this is you need to be having fun at these retreats, right? So we were like super intensive most of the day, although we always have fun. Um, I incorporate fun into everything I do. It's really hard for me not to. But at the end, like even though the smashing was intense, we also had so much fun. We were laughing. We were screaming. We were dancing. We were hooting and hollering. It was amazing. And so um, it was so powerful. And the energy in the room with those 17 women cheering each other on, screaming for each other as they were smashing stuff, smashing stuff together, after spending the whole day together transforming the energy. And a lot of these women, you guys, did not they knew each other online, right? They knew each other from Zoom. But it's really hard to put into words the energy, the love, the affection, the adoration, and like the support was palpable. Okay. I actually have never experienced anything like it. And I'm going to be honest, you guys, I love Jesus and, and I go to church. And that was more powerful than like a lot of the church energy that I've even ever felt. And I felt some really powerful Jesus church energy. And I was like, wow, it was amazing. It made me emotional. I was like crying. I was, it was very transformative, the whole thing. And it's, it was very non-traditional, right? Like, I don't know, has your leader ever taken you to a smash room? This is the thing is that I really sit and and I think that, like I trust my gut. So a lot of the stuff that I want to do sounds weird and kind of wild. But I don't care. I don't give a shit. Like that's a big piece of all of this that I want to encourage you to really tap into is your inner voice you know what your team needs. You know what your people need. And when you can really tap into that and tap into your creativity, that's what's going to show your team a good time. Okay. That's what's going to help them have a transformation. And, you know, Back in the day when I went to my leader frequently and said, let's do this, let's do that, la, la, la. And it was like, oh, no, let's not reinvent the wheel. Oh, no, that's too intense. Oh, no, da, 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 whatever. Okay. And it's all good. It was a good learning lesson because then I don't do that to anybody on my team. Okay. So I'm glad it happened that way. Um, I I watered myself down and I watered the things down that I did with my team And guess what? I underserved them. Okay. I underserved them because I was playing small and I didn't actually give them what I thought and felt that they needed um, because I trusted somebody else's opinion over my own. All right. And I am encouraging you to trust your opinion the most over somebody else's. Obviously, consult with people who have gone before you. 
but take it as a consultation. Okay. And if the person who's gone before you is constantly shutting you down, I want to encourage you to question that. (laughs) Like question them or question internally, am I with the right mentor? Okay. So because your mentor should actually be really encouraging you to explore your own voice, to explore your own ideas, to spread your wings and fly. That's what a mentor actually really does. All right. That's what a mentor really does. I actually just had a conversation with one of my teammates yesterday and she said to me, I don't want to do that because it doesn't feel right because blah, 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 blah. And I go, okay, awesome. Sounds good. And that was the end of the conversation. Like that's her choice. That's what her gut tells her. Cool. Like done. Right. So that's what good mentorship does. Okay. All right. So that was kind of a tangent, but I think it was necessary. So I want to tell you that um, I am, so I want you to think about those two types of retreats, right? Like, or the, the two modes in which you can attend a retreat or plan a retreat. You can make it where everybody can earn it, uh, not earn it, sorry, everybody can attend And those types of retreats, like they can pay for it, right? Because there's no qualification to get there. The qualification is they pay for it, right? So you would still foot the bill a little bit maybe, um, but they they would make some sort of payment towards their attendance and that's their way to qualify in to get into the retreat, okay? So my first retreat in the spring, I... I used an affordable venue, which was my mother's beautiful home in Texas, in Houston, Texas. And, um, you know, I, I got food ordered in and, um, all of that. And I did get them a gift, a cool water bottle or whatever, and, you know, printed them workbooks and things like that. But they all also paid $115 to attend the retreat, which is not that much money. And then of course their room and, uh, flights. Okay. So, but the $115 offset the cost of all the stuff I paid for. So it ended up not being a crazy amount out of pocket for me. Okay. And so that's how you can do that. Again, if you want them to hit a certain uh, milestone, right. Or a certain um, something in their business, You can still charge people, but for me, I feel like that's just not my jam, okay? Um, I want to pay for it if I can, right? And I'm now in the position to be able to do that, which is really cool. But if you're not, you can, of course, still charge them, but maybe you charge them a little less because they already just hit a qualification, okay? So I'm planning my next experience for our team and they have to hit milestones to earn it. Right. So, um, it's going to be attached to our leadership retreat that our company puts on at the beginning of every year. And I've upped the ante a little bit to stretch them a little bit out of their comfort zone to hit a, a further milestone. So the company requires a certain, milestone or like rank or whatever leadership rank, not leadership, but like, well, leadership, but like not crazy high leadership rank. It's very attainable. Um, It's like the beginning of the mentorship ranks. And I'm challenging them to push one rank past that or higher. 
and they're going to get to earn an exclusive day retreat with me the day before the company uh, retreat starts. Okay. And of course I'm scheming and planning some epic stuff. Okay. For transformation, for metamorphosis, for all of this. Um, and it's going to be in new Orleans, which I'm super excited about. So we're going to have a good time. It's going to be awesome. So these are the types of things to consider. Now let's talk about like, if you don't have a lot of money yet, maybe you're not at the top of the company, all of this, guess what? You don't need to be fancy, okay? You do not need to be fancy. So I'm already thinking about something for the spring. I'm kind of crazy. I'm already thinking about something for the spring. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to do like a full day at a location, but then I'm going to create, and this is like for the spring, it's probably going to be, you know, anybody can earn it or any, anybody can attend, da, 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 da. but then I'm going to probably do something that people can earn, right? Like a portion of it that people can earn. So I was like, well, how can I cut down cost, right? So I was like, oh, well, I could have them to my house in the morning, okay? So guess what, you guys? My house is like not that big. It's not very cute. I live in a very functional home, Okay. It's not super decorated. It's not super well lit. It's not, it's not a, like, it's just a functional home. I moved to Las Vegas, super broke. Um, It was before I joined this company, I was super broke and my husband didn't have a job. Like we needed a place on a budget. Okay. And so I was thinking about it and I'm like, do I want to have them to my house? Like, and then I was like, who gives a shit? Like, yeah, I'm going to have them to my house because this kind of stuff doesn't actually matter. Okay. And that's the point I'm trying to emphasize to you is that people don't care. Like they're there for the experience. They're there for the connection and they are there for the goods and It's the leaders who focus sometimes on the wrong freaking things, okay? Oh my gosh, it needs to look perfect. Oh my gosh, there needs to be decorations. Um, I need to look the part like because, you know, I need to portray that I'm making all this money. Well, guess what? I'm making a lot of money and I still live in a a cheap-ass little house that's just functional. It doesn't matter, right? It's not about those things. People want to be cared for. They want transformation. They want to be poured into. They want to connect with you. That's all they care about. That is all they care about. So my point of saying this is focus on the right things. You could throw a mini retreat in your apartment. Nobody cares. You could throw, if it's a nice weather day, you could throw a mini retreat at a park, right? Parks will let you rent out like, park space for like a hundred bucks, 60 bucks, right? There's a lot of places where you could do these things for very inexpensive or free, but you have to let your ego allow you to do it, right? You have to tell your ego, like soothe your ego and go, it's totally fine because you just have to start. You just have to start. And then the second thing is If you're like, well, I don't have a bunch of special skills. I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not a retired therapist like you, Andrea. Most of the things that I teach my team are not things that come from me being a therapist. They're things that I have learned from my own healing journey. There are things that I've learned from reading books. There are things that I've learned from practicing these skills for many years of my own healing journey. 
Okay. So yeah, you shouldn't just go learn something on YouTube that you learned once and then go teach it to your team. No, that's not cool. That's kind of negligent. But the point I'm trying to make is you're an expert because of your journey. And the other piece is you can bring other people in on this, right? So I'm getting to the point where I'm going to start bringing in some of my leaders to teach and train on these things. The other thing is, is when you ask other leaders on like in your upline, they will come. Like if you have good, healthy leadership above you, they're going to come and support you. They see the value. They know that's part of their job. They're going to do it. So my first retreat, I was scared out of my mind, but I was going to do it. And I asked my upline, will you come and and like help me and train? And she's like, hell yeah. So that she came and she did. And that gave me so much feeling of security, but then like gave me the confidence to go run my next one. And my next one, I did it all by myself. And she popped in for 30 minutes and just gave a talk because now I just, you know, she's got like celebrity status. And so of course I'm going to capitalize on her celebrity status with my team. Right. And so you just have to put one foot in front of the other. Okay. It doesn't matter if you have a team of five, you have a team of 10, you have a team of 20, you have a team of 50. If it's in your heart to have an event, to have a retreat, to do whatever, right? It doesn't have to start out as a big retreat. It could start out as an afternoon, two hours, where you want to just do an in-person deep dive together on social media or on personal growth and development. That's okay. Maybe it's an in-person book club that you guys do once a month, but you have to start somewhere and it's never going to be, you're never going to be perfect for it. You become the master by doing, okay? So there were lots of things for my first retreat that like it was so stressful. Um, And I'm not saying that to deter you, meaning like I just didn't think of them and I was learning as I went. Whereas the second retreat, I knew so much more planning it because I had planned the first one. And now my third retreat, again, smooth sailing because... I've now planned two, right? And I'm already like noodling on my fourth and starting to get things in gear because now it's like I have a blueprint in my brain. I should probably come up with a blueprint for you guys, right? So these are the things. You just need to put one foot in front of the other and you can start small. You can start humble. You can start modest. It doesn't have to be throwing a bunch of cash all over the place. It doesn't have to be a bunch of gifts. It doesn't have to be anything like that. People just want to come together and connect. They want your attention and your time. And that is free. You can give them that for free. Um, Okay. So I just want to make sure I gave you all of the points I'm pretty sure I did. Okay. So today I want to give you a special call to action. I am really passionate about empowering you all to have the information, the tips, the skills, and the perspective that you need to really live the anti-hustle lifestyle. Okay. 
the anti-hustle lifestyle that still gets you results, right? That helps you build a sustainable legacy business, right? Or a really lucrative side hustle without hustling your face off. And so I'm anything I bring to you is brought to you with a lot of thought, a lot of care, and a lot of passion. And my call to action to you today, my ask is to please spread the word. So please, if you loved this episode, screenshot the episode and share it in your stories and tag me on Facebook, Andrea Clark. Tag me on Instagram, andrea.r.clark. Um if you share it in your TikTok stories, tag me, right? Tag my TikTok, Andrea Clark. So um, like, let's get the word out so more people can learn how to grow a sustainable, scalable business without hustling their face off and, and with joy and exuberance. All right. I love you guys. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in and listening all the way through the Anti-Hustle Social Selling Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. And if you like what you hear and are listening on iTunes, would you do me a favor and leave a review? Reviews are an important part of getting this podcast in front of more people to spread this anti-hustle message. You can also copy this link and share with friends or on social media. And thank you so much for locking arms with me and being a part of this important movement. Remember, social sellers need to learn different and effective strategies that are right for them to grow their business now more than ever. I know together we can spread the word that it's totally possible and it can all be found here on the Anti-Hustle Social Selling Podcast. So until next time, crush your goals and stay in alignment.